Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good, you? I'm talking to you. <laughs> How are you? Mm. All right, so season eight rolls on. We are now here for part three of the basics of weight loss. So part one, exercise and training. Mm-hmm. Part two, meal planning and preparation. And now we're on to part three. So Courtney, just... To give another bit of a recap, the basics that we're talking about here, they're universal. Yes. They work for everyone. Yes. Does one size fit all? No. They are applied differently from person to person, but conceptually, they work. They work for everyone and they will work forever. They are universal. They are holistic. They are timeless. You can come back to them again and again. You can always, they are your safety net. They are the bedrock upon which we do everything that we do. Yes. And we have done for a very, very long time now. Now, the basics are known as the basics because they're simple. Nothing to do with numbers or calorie counting or bullshit like that. You don't need that. Now, also to recap, when it comes to the basics, it does not matter how advanced you might think you are if you haven't learned how to show up consistently with the basics. Mm -hmm. Understand as well, the basics that we're laying out through these three-part episodes are what we coach all of our clients towards as non-negotiables. We don't look to progress or advance a damn thing until they have some level of competency with the basics. Yes. Also, Courtney, worth, worth, worth mentioning again, it doesn't matter how long it takes to get up and running with these basics. There's no time frame. Whether it takes a week, a month, a year, five years, who cares? Because if you're striving towards them, you're improving. Yes. Cool? Yes. Now, Courtney, what is the third basic of weight loss? Accountability. With that question, when it comes to accountability, the most single most common mistake that we see people make is saying words like this. I can do it by myself. Really? Really? How often are these words, I can do it by myself, said by people who've never done it themselves? (laughs) Simple question, Courtney. If you do it by yourself, well, why haven't you already? Yeah. Why are you here telling me you can do it by yourself when you fucking haven't? Mm -hmm. Fair? Yes. If you could do it by yourself, why have you been having the same struggles for years, if not decades? Please be honest with yourself and drop the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Fact. Fact number one, accountability is the actual glue that holds the entire 
process together. Also a fact, most people generally do have the desire to change. They just haven't been given or shown or taught a clear path towards it, which is what accountability is all about. Yes. Just understand, information alone is absolutely useless. It does not matter what you know. It matters what you do. Yeah. Which is why the phrase, I can do it by myself, which is often attached to words like, oh, I know what to do. I just need to do it. It doesn't matter what you fucking know, mate, because you haven't done it. Mm. You are what you do, not what you say you'll do or what you think you know. Fair? Yes. Harsh, but fair. Yes. Also worth mentioning as part of the whole, I can do this by myself, I just need to do it bullshittery is understanding that motivation is like having two left feet. Mm. It's just not going to, it's not going to hold water long term. Another fact when it comes to weight loss and improving yourself inside and out is that this shit is going to get hard whether you like it or not. Mm. Sorry, we don't make the rules. We just play the game as it is. But shit's going to get hard. Fair? Yes. Now, when you pay, let's say, for example, you're investing in a coach or a trainer or some sort of mentor, like, you know, they're all kind of interchangeable words when it comes down to it. When you're investing in someone like that, accountability, that's what you are paying for above all else. You might think, you might tell yourself, you're paying for a U-Butte exercise program. No, you're not. You might think that you're paying for some pretty cool nutritional information and some secrets. No, you're not. You're not paying for that bullshit either. What you're paying for is accountability, someone to hold your feet to the fire and ask you the tough questions when they need to be asked and you're paying and you're investing in someone to hold you to a higher standard of execution through your program along the way that's what you're actually paying for Mm. we can agree Courtney a big part of accountability whether you're working with a coach or you've just got a great support network, is about owning your shit. Yes. What do we mean, Courtney, by owning your shit? You're taking responsibility. Complete responsibility. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what? Well, playing the victim, which is often the case, which is often the opposite, yeah. The blame shifting. Everyone's against me. Oh, fucking work, fucking kids, fucking husband. Nah, mate, it's you. You're the problem. You always have been. <laughs> but if you're the problem, you know what that means? You're the solution. Mm. Can we agree, Courtney? The main aim of this, of accountability, and the main aim of having people in your corner, and ultimately, I think, the main aim of a successful weight loss journey really should be to get the best possible result from the least amount of work. Yes. Does that sound appealing to you? Because it sure does to me. Yes. Absolutely. Why would you want to change 
100 things that you think you need to change to get a great result, who's to say you only need to change just 25 yeah. and get the same outcome? To me, I will take the path of least resistance, thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've just got on my soapbox about you know the importance of accountability and what it exists for. How do we actually... How do we create this? Yeah. How does this actually work, Courtney? Yeah, I think moving into the create phase here, the really the first step in terms of creating this would be vulnerable, being vulnerable and prepared to ask for help. Yeah, and the thing is, even though we've just spoken about you know investing in in trainers or coaches or mentors, accountability doesn't necessarily have to involve investing in a coach. No. Accountability, at a minimum, does involve having a support network of some kind. Absolutely. And holy shit, is that important? Yes. So when you're looking at this create step, you're really looking at that. You're looking at, okay, who am I going to have in my corner? Bingo. Is it going to be a coach or a trainer or is it going to be a support person, a workout buddy? An accountability buddy. An accountability buddy accountability buddies you know Mm. there's no necessarily right or wrong with who you pick well if they're supportive there is yeah Mm. so there is a wrong if if the people you're picking feel right for you and they're supportive it does not matter if they're a coach or if they're a workout buddy as long as it works for you and they're supportive they're understanding they tick off all the boxes that need to be ticked off, then great. The phrase, I can do this by myself, does ship me to tears if that hasn't become apparent by now. But it, it doesn't ship me to tears because I think, oh, well, you need to pay for people like me and Courtney. No, you fucking don't. It ships me to tears because you think you can do it without no one in your corner, which to me is just the height of arrogance. Yeah. Like, no, you fucking can't. I can't. Courtney can't. No one can. Any form of success in life will come with people in your corner in some way. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think choosing carefully is good to point out. Choosing very carefully because not everyone is going to be supportive like you may think. Whether that be even a coach or a trainer, choose carefully, you know, whichever way you decide to go, whether it's a support buddy or whether it's, you know, a paid professional, Professional, I think that just to choose carefully and make sure that they're right for you, um, do your research. Into If you're going to pick a professional, you know, make sure you're comfortable with them. If you're going to pick a support buddy or buddies, I think really be vulnerable and have conversations and just make sure that that person is going to be right for you because they might be the best friend in the world, but they may not be the right accountability partner well if they're ultimately yeah that's a really good point you you might be like absolute buttercups and and bffs but if they're not necessarily invested in in you know say health and fitness like you want to be that they may may not be that alignment they might not be the best person for you and it doesn't Mm. mean mean that they're a bad friend or a a bad person Mm. it's just not i think alignment is the best best word to use matt they're just not aligned with where you're at and, and they're fine. not the best person to pick. So yeah. I've got a good example. I've got really good friends of mine 
that I would never talk to about this. Yeah. Never. Because they, 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 don't, they don't look at this yeah. that way. In other areas, though, we're absolute besties. Yeah. And nothing will change. Yeah. So I think being vulnerable, when we talk about being vulnerable and asking for help, when we're talking in the create phase, this is also really coming up with, uh, like, who am I going to lean on? So it's not just mm. being vulnerable and asking for that initial help. You're also then picking, you know, where where is your next step going to be? Who yeah. is the person going to be or people going to be? The phrase, who am I going to lean on, is a real good one. Yeah. Because that's what this is about too. Because mm. that's also part of, of what sort of shoots me off about I can do it by myself. Like, really? Can you support yourself when shit gets hard? Or when it seems like you're off track? You need people to lean on, don't you? Yeah, always. So, yeah, choosing choosing carefully is, is the critical phrase there. And we did a, a podcast, Courtney, way, way, way back in the day called Why the Right Support Network Can Guarantee Your Weight Loss. Go back in the archives and listen to that. Mm-hmm. So also a key word there, Courtney, as far as creating this goes, is vulnerable. Yes. Easier said than done, mind you. Yes. Like we can, we can sit here and waffle on as much as we want. Like it's fucking hard. Yeah, it is. Because it, it, it can come across like, oh, well, I'm showing weakness. Well, to some of us, weakness is strength. But initially, yeah, it's fucking hard to say, hey, you know what? I've got problems. Mm. And yeah, you're human. We've all got problems. But to be able to actually verbalize it to someone like, hey, you know what? I'm not happy with, with this, how I look, how I function, how I feel. I want to improve. I want to work towards X, Y, Z. That can be fucking hard. Yeah. Doing that. But it can also, once you, once you sort of get past that, it can be liberating. Yeah. Because it doesn't quite hold you back as much. But that's, that's where it starts. Be vulnerable. Be, be prepared to ask for help. Mm. Okay. Let's say we've done that. Let's say we've done that. We, We're moving on we, to execute. We've got people in our corner. Mm-hmm. You beauty. How do we actually execute on accountability? The first place to execute is actually very similar to to exercise and meal prepping. It's time management. Yeah. It's divvying up your time management and putting aside the time necessary for any learning. Let's say, for example, you're working with a coach. Ideally, you should be learning things, not just being told things. There's a difference between telling and teaching. Yes. Putting aside the time for any learning. So for, for clients that we work with, we tell them, put aside the time for homework because we are damn straight going to teach you things. Yeah. That, that's, what we're, that's what we're about, you know? But you have to put aside the time for this. From a coaching perspective, real coaching is not and should not just be sets and reps in the gym. Sets and reps in the gym is paid babysitting. Mm. Anyone can learn that fucking shit. That's not hard. Real coaching, learning tools. Yes. And understanding what you're doing and why. Identifying habits. Identifying responses to situations. But we need to put aside the time for this. I understand how exciting it can be. Oh, you're going to put aside a couple of hours each week to go to the gym. And yeah, you should do that. But that's not all you should do. Next part of Execute, Courtney, learning how to collect data and recording detail. And this is the stuff that's not fun, but holy shit, is it fucking useful. Yes. And even the phrase useful, I'm underselling it. It's critical. 
Learning how to collect data and recording detail. What do I mean by that? Well, we've spoken a lot on this very podcast, Courtney, about, for example, you know, if you're going to go to the gym, record what you're doing. Write down what you're doing. I did a bench press. I did two sets of 10. I bench pressed 60 kilos for two sets of 10. Cool. Next week, go and try two sets of 10 at 61 kilos. Yeah. We're recording what we're doing. But it's the same thing when it comes to what we're doing out of the gym. Mm. So, for example, easy example here is recording what we're eating and drinking. Because this, this does become important over time as part of accountability. Whether you're doing it with a coach or you're doing it with some accountability buddies for your own benefit, you need to be recording what you are doing. Now... At the start, this can look very basic, but and it probably should look very basic for most people. For example, well, Monday, my first meal was chicken and salad. Cool. Your second meal might be a blueberry smoothie. Great. As you get more advanced, how you record should advance with you. So I spoke at the start, or just before, about holding people to higher standards, which is what this is about. And executing this and learning how to collect data and recording detail is a standard that should evolve and improve over time. So we use, use what we do as an example. If we have a client, they first start with us and they're, they, they're learning the basics of recording and recording a meal as, hey, meal one, chicken and salad, get away with that. It's fine. No worries yeah. at all. Six months down the track, yeah, that should look a little bit different. For example, it may have evolved from meal one, chicken and salad, to 6.35 a.m., meal one, barbecue chicken breast with two cups of salad. And the salad had these ingredients. Boom, 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 boom. And I also had with it, I, I sprinkled some flax oil on there and I had 300 mils of water. That's, that's, evol- that's evolution yeah. over time. So that part of executing is learning how to collect data and recording detail because if you're working with a coach, without that information, they can't coach you. Yeah. Simple as that. From your perspective, seeing what you're doing helps you to see what you're doing. Because mm. without it, you're relying on memory. And if you're relying on memory, well, the human memory, block a Swiss cheese. It's just not going to work. Yes. The next part of execute, Courtney, is? It's another time management one. So it's basically getting the information to your coach on time, every time, mm. <laughs> which is harder than it seems. Yeah, it is. Why? I, I think when at the start, when you're in that sort of honeymoon phase, working with a coach, it can often be the easiest time. You're learning new things. What's well, exciting. You're excited about it. Mm. It's the repetition that gets monotonous. And then it's really easy to slip with, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just remember it, just write I'll it down. I'll just, yeah. So it's the, it's the monotony that can happen over time with weight loss that it can make these basics slip. So it's really important to really develop this basic level of non-negotiable where it is, I do this at this time. This is due here, and I'm going to do it here. I'll tell you what else. 
I actually think of the basics. So we've got the, the three basics, exercise and training, meal planning and preparation and accountability. Accountability is by far the hardest of the basics. And I'll tell you why I, I think agree. that is above all else. You mentioned the word Courtney repetition. The thing is as well with accountability, whether it's with a coach or with an accountability buddy or whatever, there's no instant gratification. Absolutely. If you go to the gym, you get instant gratification. Like, holy shit, I'm sweating balls here. Yep. And wow, wow, my legs, I can't feel my legs. Where'd my legs go? You do meal prep, instant gratification. Oh, the fridge is full. The pantry's stocked. This is delicious. This this I'm is delicious. This. We, we've got instant gratification. Accountability. There's fucking no gratification because it's just rote repetition. Like, I just recorded what I had on Tuesday. Now I've recorded what I did on Wednesday. There's no immediate reward for that. No. Which is also why I think it's one of the hardest things. I agree. There is no there is no reward. Yet, well, there's no immediate reward. Yes. Yet accountability, correct. if you ask me personally, accountability is the most important of the basics. And it will give you the biggest reward in the end. It's, it's the biggest long-term one because it's what allows you, as I said, to see what you're doing. And if you're working with someone, allows them to see what you're doing and help you get on the path, the fastest path to where you want to go. Yeah. Yet in the moment, there's no there's no fun with this. No. This is like sitting on a computer working spreadsheets all day. Yes. It's not fun. It's not fun. This no. is the, above all else, I think accountability is the work part of the work. I agree. When it comes to weight loss. I agree. And I do agree with you that it doesn't have that instant gratification. So we don't gravitate often, towards it. Well, in our minds we don't value it. As, as high. Well said. So so we're often is the first to be pushed aside. You are... Oh, 100%. <laughs> correct. It is, without question, the first thing to get put aside every single time. Yeah. At least my experience with clients, when they start to, when, when they start to slip, this is what slips first. Yes. It's always what slips first. Yet it's the thing that we don't want to have ever slip because, as I said, with no accountability, we can't do our fucking job. Mm-hmm. How can you coach someone if you don't know what they're doing? Yes. Because if here's the thing with accountability. If we're giving a client direction without knowing what we're giving them direction on, we're fucking guessing. And if we're winging it, we're all screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we don't like to do that. No. I know for me personally, I never give someone direction until I can see the full picture. Yeah. But yes, you are spot on, Courtney. This is where people will drop. Yes. Yep. So So it does involve executing, involves time management, and involves having clear non-negotiables. Yeah. Accountability, even though it's not fun and it is repetition, needs to be a non-negotiable. I agree. Just before we move into the assessment phase, yep. we'll just quickly recap where we said that create is the create phase is we are choosing our support network basically. Asking for help. We're asking for help. We're being vulnerable and we are asking for help and we are being very selective with who we're choosing mm. in that. Um, the execute phase, we are really na- nailing down time management. We're putting aside time to learn. And yes, you should be learning through this. Putting aside time to be a student is how I like to look at it. We are learning how to record and collect data, but in detail is the important part there, in detail. So 
our food data in detail. We're making sure that we're recording our exercise. We're recording our weights every time we're at the gym. We're keeping it, well, even just keeping track of what we're doing each day. So today I did a weight session. On Tuesday, I did a, an intense cardio session. Yes. We're, we're keeping track. And then over time, we're going to get better. We're going to get better at, at keeping track of our detailed meals. Mm. We're also going to get better at, Matt, you mentioned getting better at recording our, our liquid intake because that's often something that we forget to do. We're also going to get better over time at marking and recording how we're feeling each day, how our recovery is. Self-analysis. How our sleep was. These are the sort of things, how we felt today. <clears throat> our, men- our mental state. These are the sort of things you're going to get better at collecting data and recording data in detail over time. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, data collection isn't just what you eat and drink. It's how you feel, what you think, yes. what you notice. It is, it is that self-analysis. Yes, mm. absolutely. And <clears throat> still in the execute phase, we're getting information to our coach on time. Every time. Every time. So remember, it has to be a non-negotiable because it is monotonous, it is boring, it is ungratifying, as we've just spoken about. But it's also what you're paying for. But it is essential. So you need to be reminded constantly, you need to be reminding yourself that it is valuable, this information is valuable, it is essential, and it is going to get you the gratification that that, you earn. That's also why... I, I like to refer to accountability as the glue that holds the entire process together. Do you know why I refer to it as that? Because it fucking is. It, it, it just is. Without it, like you, you might be paying a coach a couple of thousand dollars for a workout program. Fuck paying for that. Go get it for free from some dickhead on Instagram or get it on YouTube. Yeah. Like it's not hard to get workout programs, you know? Yes. Some fucking two-bit trainer give those away for free like every day of the week on Instagram. It's not hard to find. This is what you're paying for. But it's also the, the most unglamorous part. It is. And this is the thing when we talk about getting your like – if you're working with a coach, getting your information to your coach on time every time, this is the thing. If you're going to the effort, and it is effort, of recording what you're doing, that's the hard part. The easy part should be hitting the send button yeah. on the right day. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, moving on to the assess phase. So our first assess phase is, does my accountability routine fit into my schedule? Very similar, funnily enough, to my exercise routine and my meal prep routine. Is this current layout working for me? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it goes to show that this sort of um, assessment was in each three stages or, or basics mm. because... It, like we can say it and say it and say it and you need to remember you are not going to get this right the first time and that is okay. That is why we assess. So that is why this style of assess is in each of the basics. You know why else it's in there as well? Because anything you do has to be sustainable because if whatever you are doing to get a result, if you can't sustain it, you won't keep the result. Correct. So that's also why this question is asked because it comes under that lens of sustainability. Yeah. Can I continue to do this? Because if the answer to anything is no, I don't think I can do this long term, what are we doing? We change it now. There's yeah, no point exactly. continuing with it. Yeah. So you assess early because you can then make alterations. And, and so, you keep reassessing too. Yeah. If the answer is yes, whenever you ask yourself this question, and you could insert any word 
instead of accountability routine, you, Matt's right, you could insert training routine, meal preparation routine mm. into this question. If the answer is yes, carry on. Basic, basically Absolutely. Saying, keep, like, yeah, keep going, mate. Yep. If the answer is no, then for this particular question of does my accountability routine fit into my schedule, if the answer is no, then we start to ask ourselves some more questions. Why might that be? Why is that? Am I trying to do too much? Am I mm. trying to do my accountability on the wrong day? Am I relying on memory rather than doing it as I go? Yes. Am I doing it, yes, only once a week where I should be doing it more often? Well, the, the phrase, the thing that we like to teach clients is what we call real-time recording. So real-time recording is doing it as you go. Mm. So, for example, a lot of people attempt to record a day's worth of, say, eating and drinking at the end of the day. And that is also flawed because the brain is so good at covering up mistakes or negative experiences or I'll just leave that part out. Real-time recording is as you go. So yeah. you ha- you've had the meal, jot it down. Whether it's in like an app, so you might have an app, like your coaches have an app, or you've got like a, a diary on your phone, or you might be old school and you might handwrite it. Like who cares how you do it, you know? Yep. So are you trying to do too many things at once or are you trying to wing this and rely on memory? But another question that might be asked if this isn't fitting into your schedule, I mean, are you really prioritizing this? Mm. Is it possible you're saying yes to too many things externally, which then forces you to say no to yourself and no to this part of the process? Yeah, yeah. So I think that those then style of assessments can um, really then change but then you go back to your create okay now we're going to go back and create a different or we're going to alter the plan yeah and then you're going to execute again and then you're going to assess again so it's just a continual cycle if the answer ends up being no but again remember if the answer is yes carry on uh the old the old sort of cliche here if it isn't broke you don't fix it so if you're on a routine that works for you it, it is getting the job done and you can sustain it like Hey, don't change, please. Yeah. So the last assess here is just to be willing to accept the feedback you're given and to implement it. Easier said than done. Yes. Because accepting the feedback that you're given does involve a, a level of vulnerability as well. Um, but then implementing it, it, it goes back to what I said earlier, like, it doesn't matter what you know, it matters what you do. Yeah. So in this situation, if you're working with a workout buddy or, or a coach, mm. you're not the only one assessing here. Indeed. So you're assessing from your side in terms of is this sustainable? But then you remember your coach or your workout buddy is also assessing your data and they're going to give you feedback on certain things that you're doing from their point of view and you have to be able to accept that feedback. For what it is. Yes. Yeah. You have to be able to accept that feedback and implement it and work out a way of, okay, do I need to go back to create here? Do I need to change a plan, alter a plan? Do I just need to execute in a different way? Well, if also if you're, if you're working with, with like an accountability buddy or, or coaches or whatever, you've also got to be willing to give them feedback on how you're going implementing what you've been given. Yes. It's because the thing is, it, it's one thing for someone to say to you like, oh, hey, what if you just started by eating breakfast? this week like yeah you might go and get to work on eating breakfast from here on out but 
you might be having struggles for whatever reason. You know, maybe you're sleeping in too too long. Maybe you're staying up too late and you're sleeping in past your alarm. You can't get time in to get your breakfast in. When it comes to this and accountability, it actually goes both ways. Mm. You've got to be willing to work with the people you're working with and give them feedback in return. Like, hey, you've, you know, you've, you've asked me to implement this. Here's what I'm finding so far. That is valuable information because then a, a big part of accountability, and especially from a coaching perspective with what we do, you have to be ready to make and adaptable to be able to make course corrections. Yes. You know, like you might say to someone like, hey, we want you to start eating breakfast. There might be other, other obstacles we need to overcome to facilitate that. Yes. Which is where you need the feedback coming back mm. in the direction, like in our direction, like, hey, I'm trying to have breakfast, but I'm hitting a stumbling block with X, Y, Z. Cool. Let's look at that. Yeah. Let's see what we need to do in different areas to help you facilitate this thing here. Phrase, if you've got coaches, work with them. Yes. Cool? I think that sets up that quite nicely. So that is create, execute, assess. I think in closing, Matt, you wanted to give a pro tip. I want to give a couple of pro tips here. Um, Just understand from an accountability perspective, there is often going to be a difference between what you need to hear and what you want to hear. Those two things won't always be the same. In fact, very often, they won't be. Mm. Actual accountability, which is why you've got to be so damn careful in choosing who you've got in your corner, it involves telling you what you need to hear, even if you don't always want to hear it. Mm. There is a, a level of discomfort that is necessary with this, and it's just part of how the game works. Yeah. And if you're working with a coach, this is part of what you're paying for. Because mm. if, you're, if you're investing the money, right, into a coach and they're just telling you what you want to hear, they are stealing your fucking money. Yeah. And they're, they're pissing in your pocket and telling you it's raining. I, I cannot think of anything more insulting to someone than to take their money and tell them what they want to hear. How does that help anyone? Mm. You know? So real accountability does involve the difference between what you need to hear and what you want to hear and understanding they won't always be the same and that's okay. Mm. But also understanding when it comes to feedback, it's never personal. Yeah, It's never a personal attack. It's about helping you improve your game and getting better at what you do. Because ultimately, once you've got your support network around you, and you've got some accountability in place, part of what their responsibility is is to hold you to the standards that you've already set by saying, I want to achieve A, B, and C. Mm. Cool. I'm in your corner to help lift you up to this level. So when if a coach, for example, is pointing out things that you can improve at, it's not a personal attack. It's because they want you to get to where you want to get to go to. Did I say that right? Yes. We got there. Our job is, is to help someone get to where they want to go. Yes. So from my perspective, the way I look at it is, like when it comes to our clients, their success is our success. If they don't get what they want, we haven't succeeded. Mm. 
And that's not a good feeling. No. You know? So understand that feedback and accountability, it's never personal. It's always there to help you lift your game. But also understand that taking feedback and implementing it is a real skill. Yes. And I can tell you now, having done this for a long time, it's a skill not many people develop because it does involve discomfort. Yep. It does involve being willing to have someone show you where the holes in your game are. But that's how you get better. Mm. That's my tip. That's your tip. So I think in closing, Courtney, we should reiterate what we said in the, in the, the first two parts of this series. The basics work, don't they? Yes. You and I follow them. And every single client that we do have, have ever had or will ever have, we get them to establish and we aim to get them to establish these basics before anything else. Why is that? Because they have to be set first. The basics have to be set in place first. And I want to reiterate as well something I said, I think we spoke about in the first part of this, which was we come back to this. When things go wrong in your life... When shit gets pear-shaped? We say, you know, these are so important or setting the foundation to build Mm. everything else off, which is not incorrect. It is correct. But it's also, if you've been doing this for a long time, these basics are basically your safety net also. Good way of putting it. So these are what you're going to come back to when life doesn't go to plan and it doesn't go to plan. You know, I've come back to these Several times in the last 10 years. I think you'll also find that these basics, they're also the minimum standard Yes, that you can adhere to when life gets pretty hairy. I think that that's probably a perfect way to say it. Even when stuff goes wrong in your life and this is your safety net, Mm. it's basically stripping it back to your minimum standard that you want to uphold and then everything after that can be worked up again. I think if you've got someone where their minimum standard, their baseline, is to consistently execute these basics no matter what, they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. They will be unstoppable because their worst is already a high standard. Yes. You know, we, we actually mentioned that in, in peak, the episode about peaks and valleys. Yes. A couple of seasons ago. This is, this, is, this is that example. If someone's valley is a consistent execution of these basics that we've spoken about, in these last three episodes, they, they can't be stopped. Yep. They, they will succeed at whatever they want to apply themselves to when it comes to this. Yep. I, I would guarantee that. Yeah. So whether you're starting and you're laying the foundation or you need to get back on track, these, these, are, these are what you do. This is where you fall back. This is your basics. So someone says to us, oh, hey, you know, Courtney and Matt, because you, know, you get your name mentioned first. Hey, Courtney and Matt, like, oh, I've, just, I've just fallen off track. Like, how do I get back on track? Start here. Basics. These three episodes, these three basics, start there. The basics. Always go back to the basics. They never let you down. This is why we said at the start, they're universal, they're holistic, they're timeless. They just work. And the thing is as well, this is why we do it ourselves. The work, it, it, it never lets us down. No. And this is, we did a, an, an episode... It was a small wins episode, Courtney, 
on our last season, um, one of the ones I mentioned was that my execution of the basics is is tremendous. And that's probably my biggest strength of everything with all, all the, if, with everything that I do is my basics are fucking awesome. Yes, that sounds arrogant, but you know what? I've worked on them yes. for a long, long, long time. I've earned the right to say my basics kick ass. Yes. But I will always go back to them. When things get a little bit tough, and a little bit spicy in life, my basics are there. They're the fundamentals and never let me down. Yes. And that's also something that I find very encouraging because the basics for me personally are in a place where can I sustain them forever? Yes, because I've sustained them now for years and years and years. And there's a flexibility and an adaptability in my basics where when shit goes a bit haywire, I can still find ways to get it done. Yep. So if you need to get back on track, just the basics, please. Always just the basics. Anything else you'd like to add there, wife? I don't think so. I think we've wrapped that up pretty well. Cool. Well, hopefully these uh, this three-parter has helped. Yes. Probably helped us, actually, to, to lay it out like this. Put like a almost like a systematic approach in place. Mm-hmm. So, Courtney, Facebook group plug. The weight loss pay. The way- Excuse me. The weight loss podcast on Facebook. It's a big day. Yeah. Come hang out with us in our Facebook group. Um, you are more than welcome if you would like to send us an email and give us some your thoughts on how you're executing the basics or where you think you could improve. At the basics you've been hearing about in these last three episodes, Courtney, what is our email address? It is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Boom. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's get out of here. Hopefully these have helped and we will see you for the next episode. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com.